Good morning, it's June 7th. This is To My Liberal Friends. Well, OPEC Plus met this past weekend and ended up agreeing to a cut in Saudi oil production of 1 million barrels per day. And this was after a stiff recommendation from the Biden administration to keep the production levels not only at their current levels, but to actually increase production to ease energy prices and try to tame inflation worldwide. In April of this year, they had decreased production by 3.66 million barrels per day. And this pushed the price up about $9 a barrel to just over $87. But since then, prices have once again fallen. These cuts were led by Saudi Arabia and will begin at the start of July. Other members agreed to maintain the cuts they agreed to in April. If you ask why these oil-producing countries would cut production, the answers are there for anyone to look at. First and foremost, oil is to increase the price. It was done to increase the price of a barrel of oil. Oil has been selling below $75 a barrel, and the producers would prefer to keep it above $80. Undoubtedly, the price will increase, which means the price of gas will continue to rise during the prime summer driving season. Some analysts have said that these continued cuts in production could see the price of oil jump back to $100 a barrel. That the Saudis felt another cut was necessary underlines the uncertain outlook for demand for fuel in the months ahead. There are concerns about economic weakness in the U.S. and Europe, while China's rebound from COVID-19 restrictions has been less than robust than many had hoped. All told, OPEC Plus has now dropped production on paper by 4.6 million barrels a day. But some countries cannot produce their quota, so the actual reduction is more like 3.5 million barrels per day. And that's about 3% of the global supply. From the Saudi perspective, they need to keep the price of oil as high as possible to fund the ambitious development projects aimed at diversifying the kingdom's economy. Biden has been countering these drops in production by releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But he can't continue to do this as the reserve is at a dangerously low point. The Biden administration seems totally tone-deaf to all of the energy issues facing our country. From the very outset, they declared war on fossil fuels, and they've spent the past two and a half years waging that war. There seems to be no comprehension within the administration of any serious energy policy. Under Biden, the United States has become vulnerable to the whims and wishes of other nations to produce energy for us. He went hand in hat asking Venezuela, a socialist country, suppressing their people to produce more oil. And in his administration, they put blocks on every energy development project within the continental U.S. and Alaska, and they do it whenever they can. We've seen some of the most ludicrous policies coming out of this administration. They want to ban all gas stoves and force everyone to use electric stoves for cooking. They want to ban all gas motors and lawn equipment and force people to use electric ones. And this week, we've seen them indicate that they want to ban gas furnaces and force everyone to use electricity for their heat. So here's the question nobody seems to be able to answer. Where is all this electric electricity going to come from? They want to force us to buy electric cars without considering the impact of the price of these cars on middle-income and lower-income people. And yet we hear that they're going to be rolling brownouts throughout the United States because of a lack of power in the grid. When you plug in that electric car, there may be no power, so you're not going anywhere. And these woke people occupying so many positions within the administration somehow have the idea that wind and solar can produce all the electricity we need, and that's simply not possible. Here's some wake-up numbers that need, somebody in the administration needs to start looking at. Today, wind and solar produce only 13% of the power we need. And that means 87% has to come from some other, other source, and that's fossil fuel. I know they want to dream that someday we'll be entirely dependent and able to produce enough renewable energy that we're not even close to being there at that point. And even Joe Biden has admitted that. 
One solution would be develop nuclear power, but that sends environmentalists into total shock. It's a clean form of energy and would provide us with much electricity we need. I'm not opposed to continued development of renewable sources of energy. I think we should keep doing it. But to pretend that we are there at this point in time simply means you have your head stuck in the sand and you're buying into everything that these radical environmentalists spew out of their mouths. I find it ironic that those advocating for a total ban on fossil fuel seem to arrive at their destination for their protests in fossil fuel vehicles. I don't see those buses running on electricity. Turning back to the cuts in oil production that the Saudis are now going to implement, it only makes sense for us to increase our own oil production in the nation. We have enough reserves to keep us going until we can develop more renewables and get them out to a wider extent. Perhaps it will take total brownouts, meaning blackouts around the country, for the voting population to wake up and realize that these extreme environmentalists that populate the administration and the Democrats in the halls of Congress are not going to keep them warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And you might think the House of Republicans might block some of these efforts, but you would be wrong. The Biden administration is trying to implement them through the regulatory process. So when these brownouts start occurring, take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I voting for that's forcing these things upon me? And then, and only then, will you wake up and realize you've been allowing the wrong people, wrong people to make decisions that affect your life. It's been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening.